There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Men, 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 manly men, 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 Remember that, Joe? Yeah, how long were you planning that intro for? I've been planning that for weeks because I knew it would go down so well. And also, you hated that show and also... I love that you sang at me. That, that, I did, it wasn't <laughs> supposed to be a gift, Claire. You know a song is always a gift, even a song where you think the show is terrible. I you like that, that show? Bad. Look, not the latter seasons. The first ones are all right. There is no way that you would watch that show and think it's okay, that you would like any of it. You'd be like, this is incredibly dated and sexist. Or oh, yeah. I mean, good. I know. It's not, I'm not watching you. it for its, like, feminist commentary. I like John Cryer. <laughs> I think he's cool. He he's the, is cool. He's the new Lex Luthor. Oh, he, was, oh, he would be good in that. He was He was also Lenny Luthor, Lex Luthor's nephew in Superman Ooh. 4, the first movie I ever saw at Cinemas. That is, the Cinemas. Yeah. I see. I'm the Cinemas. Um, on a side note, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to be in the new, what is it? Indiana Which Jones. Film? Indiana yeah. Jones. Oh, my goodness. Two Pretty of cool. the things that I really like. You like Indiana Jones? I like Indiana Jones. I don't look. I'm That's one fan. of those things you would think is very problematic, Claire. Because oh. he's always shaking a woman and telling her to get a grip. He's like, get a grip. Shaking <laughs> a woman. Like, so hysterical. He's like, get a grip. <laughs> I'm shaking a woman. To be, yeah, it's not It's not okay. However. Sometimes he's afraid of snakes, though, and someone has to shake him and be like, get a grip. This is true. And also, he's just so sexy in the hat. Is it just the hat? Do no, I don't think you can put that hat on anybody. I've met a lot of people in my life who think they can pull off a fedora, <laughs> and not a single person can. I'll tell you that much. That being said, the guy that cut our son's hair to, heck today, actually, yeah. by coincidence, fedora. Nailed it. Looked he really was good. wearing a fedora looked really good. inside a hair salon. Yeah, and he had a big beard, looked like a lumberjack in a fedora. It was amazing. <laughs> He was, a, he was Austrian. Was like, oh, and, and he called, what did he call our son? Uh, he kept, afterwards he's like, he kept calling me my old friend. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's just like an expression or whatever. I'm like, did you like it? And he goes, yeah, it was cool. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, our son's the best. He's so literal and mm. has like no qualms about being curious about mm. what people do and also very secure in his own self. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Until teenagehood will strip that away from him. I know. No, I'm so worried. But then you get it back and then you're just like, fuck everybody, who cares? (laughs) Literally, I know we say this every week, but I just live with two people who both just are like, I don't fucking care. (laughs) Everything sucks. I said that to our little guy this morning and he was like, yeah, I am grumpy, like dad, all the time. I'm like, I know, everything is like, I hate this, I hate everyone, I hate that person, this person did that. He knows what's up. I know, even when you love your own life, you just like being miserable. It's yep. fine. I yep. like being happy. On that note, I'm Claire. James is here also. We are married and we recommend you stuff to watch, read and listen to. And don't we all need some of that? Do you think Two and a Half Men got worse after Charlie Sheen was fired and replaced with Ashton Kutcher? Yes. Kutcher? Kutcher. Do you like him? Kuchi. Do you like him? Kuchucha. Do you like him? Not overly. Do you think he's good looking? Not really. Hmm. Do you like the movie No Strings Attached or Friends with Benefits? Neither. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. With Mila Kunis? Kunis? Well, they're married now or together at the very least. Yes, I know, but I just... Wait, no, no. no. Really. It's Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake and Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher. No, Natalie Portman is not married to Ashton Kutcher. No, no, in the movies. Oh, in the movies. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, yes. I didn't mean to say, say Both of those outrageous. movies are annoying and came out roughly at the same time, which they is did. sometimes what's happened. Like something is in the zeitgeist. It happens all the like, time. And like little collective movies all happen at the I same time. I've got a video time. on it. I can't remember what it's called, but I've got a video on it. Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched it. I'm sure it's good. <laughs> You've never watched a single thing that I've made in my life. So, you know what? It doesn't surprise me. If you had to seen that one, it would be like, wow, really? That one? All right. <laughs> Mm. That is not true. I used to watch a lot more of them. No, you don't have to. Nobody does. None of my friends watch them. It's oh, absolutely not none fine. Of, no, a lot of people do. Literally none of my friends watch them. Hey, if this is your first show and you don't know, James makes videos on the internet on his YouTube channel, Mr. Sunday Movies, and I don't really care about them. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of other people do. There's like a million subscribers. Yeah, but a million subscribers doesn't always tra- <laughs> tend to translate to a million views per video. Anyway, we're here to subscribe. <laughs> we're here to, no, we're, we're here to talk no, about I take things. it all back. It's hilarious. Your videos are hilarious and great. It's just that I am not oh, in the fandom. Some are better than others. I'm, deep, I'm not in the deep, They're deep always fandom. a good edit, though, because I've got terrific editors. So if there's one thing that can be said, They're good, good edit, editors. Yeah. That is true. Ben mm. and Matt and Collins. And Mitch, yeah. Stellas and Matt. And, and Match. And Mitch. We match. are so sorry this episode is late, by the way, and we've yeah. rambled for a good five minutes. That's true. Maybe we should put this at the end. Maybe we should <laughs> and then really confuse people yeah. with your, um, what is it? Two, two and a half men thing. Two and a half men thing. My brain at the moment, I don't know where right. it's gone. Do you want to go first then for your uh, for the things that you want oh, to talk about? Oh, thank you so much. Ladies first. Yes. I see. Ooh. Get okay. a grip. <laughs> shaking Claire to get a grip. <laughs> Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about, ooh, I'm so excited. I went to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that's that's the, the theme and song to the International Comedy Festival. I should do a theme song for them. They don't have one. Anyway, I went and saw one of my favourite comedians, Geraldine Hickey, mm. and it was so great and it was a Saturday night and I went on my own because it was like very late notice when you have little kids, you don't know whether you'll actually be able to get out. And you can't both go. No, and it, exactly. You can't both go. And it was 9.30 on a Saturday night and I was like, fuck it, I'm going. I'm putting on some makeup. That's she screamed at me as she was leaving. <laughs> fuck it. And I put on an outfit and I was like, maybe I look like mysterious and I'll be like a, a single gal like gallivanting around the city <laughs> and I much more looked like a very tired mum standing in line being like, yeah, but I think can that's they good. hurry up? No, that's got a look as well. People are like, oh, look how tired she is, but she's still doing it. Oh, that's impressive. <laughs> I brushed my hair. Oh, she's brushed her hair too. <laughs> anyway, that's a side note. Um, Geraldine Hickey is just, she's so brilliant. I interviewed her on Just Make the Thing ages ago. Uh, what I love about her comedy Yes, I did. Uh, Because I I don't listen to what you do either. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, that's fair enough. That's fine. No, no, go on. So Geraldine Hickey, um, her comedy is so brilliant because it feels like you're talking to a really funny, like laid-back friend who doesn't really know they're that funny, but their observations are hilarious, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And she even said to me, I remember when I interviewed her, so I was something like, oh, I'm like, you're really, you know, climbing the ladder of success, Geraldine. And she's like, no, it's more like a leisurely walk. And on the walk <laughs> I'm like, oh, a TV show, a chance to do some comedy. 
oh, I get to see a friend on a podcast. Like, you know, she's just oh, that's like. Fun. Yeah, she's really cool. And she came out later in life, actually. Yeah, right. So she identifies as queer and she is now engaged as well. So the show is actually about oh goodness, her engagement um, to her partner, Kath. And it's just beautiful. There's some really funny footage of her on the screen. Um, if you are not in Melbourne and can't get to get to see her, she's also in the gala. Oh. Um, and so that's online. And there's also lots of stuff of her on YouTube. I shared a really funny one on my Instagram where she just talks about digging out other pa- agapanthers. Brilliant. Yeah, just really fresh and insightful. And what I liked about her comedy as well is it's not mean. Right. You know, it's a, she tells a story from her life and then like funny little quirks and observations about, you know, what she does in her own life and how things go wrong or go really right and her internal monologue and her relationship with her girlfriend. But it's, it's you know how a lot of comedy can be really mean and, yeah, kind, or, and either self and mean about yourself as well, like mm. really like just making a lot of fun of your own self or a lot of fun of other people's choices. And Love her shirts. Yeah, she has really great shirts God and damn. really cool quiff hair. Mm. Um, Oh, there's a four-minute clip from the gala. Oh, on there YouTube. you go. Yeah, it's so worth it. I'll get Colleen to link that in the show notes below. Maybe you could play um, a clip at the end. Maybe. Oh, yes, play a clip at the end. Yeah, it's just it's very funny and sweet and wholesome, if that makes sense. Uh, mm. The thing I also loved about Geraldine when I talked to her was that she said she she grew up in a really Catholic community in, right. a, in a country town and everyone in the country town, um, you know, loved their footy and 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 went to church every Sunday and and all that kind of thing. And what she loved about that was the community aspect of it. And from seeing a priest saying mass and being like, "I want to do that," because you know how the priests always do the traditional joke yeah. at the end of mass or whatever. I hated it. Yeah, I, know I remember you. every week I'd be like, "Shocking, if James if hates he, something." No, I'd be like, if he says something about fucking calling, what again? I swear to God, I'm gonna lose my fucking every week. It's like, <laughs> hope the bloody pies get up this bloody week. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm going to be like, get a new joke, you fucking idiot. You're supposed to write new material every week. It's your job, is what I didn't say, but I wanted to. And I'm guessing you were probably about seven. Yeah, it started pretty early. Uh, if yeah, I'm yeah, because yeah. I've seen. Uh, yeah, I sounds like five, and he's got that already. You know the problem with churches as well. You could change it up, but it's literally like the same thing every week. It's like you stand and sit at the same times. It's supposed to be a celebration or whatever, but it's boring AF. Man, it's like you could make it something, but they don't. They make it the dreariest thing possible where the saddest man you've ever seen stumbles around in a dress up the front, like wrestling with bits of crackers. <laughs> it's fucking weird, man. Make it interesting. Put some proper fucking music in it. <laughs> Bunch of fucking dancers. Anyway, oh, sorry. God. Maybe right. people so would come back. Just as I was saying how it's so refreshing to go and see someone be funny and not be mean. No, I don't do that. I appreciate that, but that's not me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not a comedian. I'm oh, just a bitter oh, person. Oh, I am very well aware that that is not you, my friend. Yeah. I am bitterly aware. And why the, and there's also oh, the priests who can't sing but insist on singing everything. Like, oh, John Mulaney does a bit on it. It's just like, oh, my God, my God, my <laughs> Actually, God. It's torture. Do you remember on here, there's this thing called the Easter Vigil, if there are any other Catholics out there, and it's the mass before Easter. Yeah. And it's on a Saturday night usually, and it goes for it's got, like It's got a real party atmosphere, yeah. hours, and the God. priest has to sing 
a lot of it. Like they have to sing it. Yeah. And we went to one at my mum's church and the priest had to sing. And his voice was so terrible. Was I there? I don't think so. Yeah, and I don't think I would have been. He knew that it was bad and everyone <laughs> else knew it was bad. It. And it was like when you see a dog when they like have to like howl or something when a siren goes past and they look at you like, I don't want to be doing this but I really have to do it. He was like, and then the earth came on. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then Jesus came and said. And it was just, it was torturous. Did he say it or did he sing it? That's what you could have yelled to him. I got to say though, because it's such a weird environment, some of the funniest stuff fucking happens. Like the time I saw a a dude like drop the communion wafer and then pick it up and he looked at the next person and they looked at them and then he just like slowly handed it to them. And the person can't be like, uh, no, because it's been on the floor. floor. He's had to eat this thing that's been on the floor. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And I will put a massive caveat in here and say that for some people, a lot of people, church is a really comforting, meditative yeah, of course life, it is. And that routine and that structure is really and important that's, to people. Uh, exactly. And so I yeah. think it's like it is really – and it's super important to people and it's a, there's a deep faith that is present there. So I think we should be respectful. However, <laughs> yes, there's also really yeah. hilarious things I feel happens. comfortable yeah. uh, making fun of it because I know it inside out. If it was like another religion, I'd be like, oh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. So I'm not going to yeah, say anything. Leave me that alone. <laughs> yeah, I know because we grew up inside it. Yeah. That's the thing. One time I had to be an ultra server because I loved it. Because shockingly, I, I love everything. Yeah. I love being an ultra server. It was, I just mm. bloody loved it. I love, but I love everything like that. So, and I was on stage, even though it was the ultra, but I felt like I was playing a role. Yeah, and I just loved it. Anyway, and I, for those who don't know an altar server, you get to wear a little white robe and walk around on the altar helping out the priest. And I burnt my fingers on a candle did on the put, altar. Did you do that thing with your fingers? Yes, I did because I was about, I don't know, you eight. You lick your fingers before you did it? Well, no, because I was on stage. I was so on the just... altar. Everyone was looking at me. I was playing my role and I had my hands in like a prayerful position. So you just put your fingers on fire. No, so what? Yeah, so I burnt my fingers and then because I, you know, have, I am a trained actor and, mm. you know, professional. You're, you're a not, professional You're not. Yeah, that, okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, there is such a thing. I'm an educator, James. I'm a teacher. You can move up in the A-leagues of altar serving, though. <laughs> yeah, you really can. Like a professional And I was sport. really, like, look. You I could have gone pro. <laughs> Look, I really took it very seriously and so I burnt my fingers so badly and the only thing that was available was that little pot of like glass filled with holy water oh, no. that you have to take up to the priest so he can wash his fingers after he's touched the like Eucharist or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I just spent the entirety of Mass with my fingers in the pot of holy water. Nice. <laughs> I'm trying to pretend like I was still doing all my jobs and I had to carry everything for the priest and I was like balancing it around in my fingers. It was terrible. Classic memories of classic memories. Things we don't have to super do boring. Anyway, Jeremy anyway, she Hickey. likes community. Yeah, she loves community, and that's I asked her because she was Catholic and raised Catholic, and and obviously, I mean, part of that is coming out and her sexuality and everything, and coming totally. to an awakening of the world and and some of the hugely problematic things about the Catholic religion as well. Um, and I said, so what do you believe in now? And she said she believes in community. And yep. I love that she does community radio, show. and oh, sorry, that's yeah. the part of. Oh, my <laughs> it's God. A good show. You're in a silly mood. I'm a silly man, Claire. You're in such a silly mood. You're not always in a silly mood. I had a bunch of chocolate. Oh, is that what's happened? I don't have any sugar. You so when I have sugar, me. I'm like, silly mood. Mm. And we went out for dinner and everything. We've had a lovely evening. We have. 
So, yes. Anyway, that was Jared. And I love that idea. I love that idea of believing in community because that's what it is. It's supporting each other and building that kind of place where people feel safe and they know your name. And the church, like, genuinely, like, I believe. I think it still could be that. If it and wanted it, to. And it is for a lot of people. For some people, depending who runs it, but on the whole, it's taken too many mm. missteps and they've Completely. lost trust in people. But that is the part that is trust, great. People have lost that, trust like, in them, yeah. That you have a place where um, people who are alone can be yep. supported, where the elderly can be cared for. Completely agree. Where you can um, run fundraising drives mm. and do a lot of good in the community as well. So that's the good part of it and the part that I choose to cherish. Yep. Yes. And also the, the, com- the comic timing of the man who dropped the, the communion wafer. I my can't God, talk. that was good. My God. Continue, you, your turn there. now. We looked at each other and we're like, oh, my God, this is happening. Look at this, <laughs> this unfold. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, oh, anyway, okay, so uh, this is actually a 32-minute short film on Netflix called Two Distant Strangers. It's been Oscar-nominated. Oscar's going to be weird this year because like four movies came out last year and one of them was Bad Boys for Life, which is uh, it's not a good series of films. People like them, but anyway, whatever. It's a, a science fiction drama film. A written, science, science fiction. fiction science written fiction. Written by uh, Travon uh, Free, who've written on The Daily Show and directed by himself and Martin Desmond Rowe. And it stars Joey, a badass, but it's two, two, the, two of the S's are a dollar sign. So I don't know how you say that. Badass, dollar sign, dollar sign. I don't know. I have a real problem with the word ass. Well, yeah, because it, uh, Because I don't know how to ass. say it. Do I say ass? I say ass. Ass, but that's A-R-S-E. Yes. So ass, I feel like badass it's ass. Badass is American. Badass. 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 It just, I mean, I guess that's how we say it, but it's not how it's spelt. No. An ass is actually an animal, not a bottom. That's true. It's not a bottom. It's not a bottom. If you're thinking it's a bottom, it's not a bottom. <laughs> it's not a bottom. Uh, I like Z- saying that too. It's Zaria, also to Zaria Simone, and there's someone else in it who I didn't put James. in. James. Yes. James. Not a bottom. It's not a bottom. <laughs> it's not a bottom. It's not a bottom. It's not a bottom. It's not a bottom. We should, you know, it'll be a great game show. They show up with an ambiguous picture and then we're like, what's this? Is it or is it not not a bottom? And you got to guess. <laughs> and you know, for 10 points, oh. is this not a bottom? <laughs> it's correct. So that is not what a bottom. What other things would look like a bottom? Oh, mm. close I up at, Close up of an arm where you yes, squish your arm and it looks like a bottom. Trick. Yes, yes, yes. Two so, sausages. Two sausages. Is this like a bottom? Like lined up next to each other. Is it a bottom? Well, there's that app I remember from Silicon Valley where it could tell you what a hot, whether something was a hot dog or not. So you oh. hold it over something and it'll tell you whether it's – so you could do that for bottoms. Be like, it's an app called Not a Bottom. <laughs> and it tells Genius. you whether or not something is a bottom That's or not. That's it. We're going to make our millions and retire, James. That's true. Uh, <laughs> on Not a Bottom. Anyway, it's about we a young – a book called Not a Bottom. Mm. Not a Bottom. Not a Bottom. <laughs> It's got a. It's a young. So it's about a young black graphic designer, and after a one night stand, he uh, he's going to get home to his to his dog. But what happens is he's killed by a by a police officer in New York City. He wakes up, happens again. It's a groundhog day situation where he keeps getting killed by this same cop in different ways. 
right? So it's not like it's not subtle at all in terms of like the things that it's referring to as in Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. There's even a line about there's one of the moments where he's actually like physically like choked out, oh, which is gosh. quite awful when he says that, you know, I can't I can't breathe. So there's and there's a lot of like dread and inevitability, but it's kind of it's also quite fun as well. Like at the same time, it kind of works that line. Uh, really well. The one thing I will say about it is I wish it was a feature-length film because it kind of ends abruptly and there's a lot of really interesting ideas there I feel like that that really are suited to be fleshed out over like an hour and a half or something like that. So I think it, like uh, by itself, it works. It works really well. But I think if there was an opportunity to 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 make this longer, I think they definitely should. And everybody involved in it is really is really great. It's like it's a, it's a you know beautifully shot film and everything like that. Like you, the the colors of New York are, are really vibrant. And obviously, the social issues that reflect a lot of things that have happened are now are still happening. But the fact that it is on Netflix, and I love that Netflix do that, that every now and then they'll just drop like a really amazing short film or documentary or something like that. And this isn't one of the best that I've seen, but it's really it's really good and really compelling. And, again, I just I wish it was longer and it, maybe it will be one day. But, yeah, Two Distant Strangers on Netflix if you do want to check it out, which is 32 minutes, so why not? I definitely do. Yeah. It sounds great. I know mm. it's, it's interesting, isn't it, because – Sometimes I feel like there's so much content on Netflix that just isn't very good yeah. at all. No. That's just so average. They just released, what was it? It was a superhero movie with Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. I love Melissa McCarthy. I know. I like both of them. I think, and it's just, from what I've seen and what people have also said, it's just dreck, man. It's just no good. It's just like, mm. not. it's not funny and it's just like boring tropes and whatever. And it's like, Netflix, make better movies, man. Less content but better stuff. Mm. They've clearly got the budget, but a lot of the stuff does have the feel of what used to be in like the eighties and nineties, the director VHS kind of kind of feel. Not all of it. There's a lot of really good stuff, but they need to really step up their quality for some of this stuff as well. I think they're getting lazy. I feel almost in a Maybe. way. Maybe because they've mm. got such they've got such monopoly on the whole. Oh, thing. But that's the thing they don't because Disney Plus is like real. Disney Plus has something like a hundred. 10 million subscribers or something. It's like half wow, of Netflix, I yeah. Didn't and that. Disney also have this amazing back catalogue, which also now consists of all the Fox properties. So they've got Marvel, they've got Star Wars, they've got Pixar, they've got all the animations. They've got everything at Fox, which is like Aliens, Die Hard. They've just got so much stuff, right? And so Netflix now can't, doesn't have a lot of the stuff that it used to have because all the streaming surfers are being oh. parceled off. And it's become essentially what cable was before. So now you're paying for like eight different streaming services. So it's essentially gone back to the model that it was, the expensive model. So what Netflix, I feel, needs to do is they just need to make more compelling stuff. They're still in the lead by like quite a lot, but I'm, there's a good chance that it won't always be that way and they're still making moves like they bought the Knives Out franchise recently for $400 million they bought the next two. Oh, that's fun yeah um so they're making a couple of those and you know bits and pieces but yeah they're also massively in debt so it's yeah. wow it's gonna be really interesting yeah. to see where that where that goes next mm. then with the streaming services so yeah but then again like mm. there's a bunch like I think they do comedy really well I think like stand-up in particular and like Auntie Donna obviously had a comedy show and the series in general are pretty good. They're like they're quite good, but I think there's movies in particular, and they've got a very kind of average record of action movies and like or dramas and you know like action dramas and stuff like that as well. Not all. I think there's some good ones like Extraction's quite good, and there's some others. But but yeah, a lot of it's just like uh, whatever, you know. 
Yeah, not so good. Not so crash hot. Not so Netflix. crash hot. What's your next thing though? Right. It's okay. still worth it. There's so much stuff on there. Like it's still still great. Oh, totally. Yeah. I know Disney Plus is great too. Yeah. I actually randomly started watching the Banger Sisters. What's the Banger Sisters? Today. Um, it's with Oh my god, Collins, you'll have to just edit me out. Oh, it's just like Susan they're like Sarandon old, and Goldie old rockers Horn. or something, old, old yeah. groupies or something. Old groupies. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I um, and they've I, got tattoos of love hearts. Or yeah, something yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And I just I love Goldie Horn in bloody everything, and I love Susan Sarandon too. Mm. I just think they're yeah, both they're awesome. brilliant. And I'm just watching it for my own interest, actually, because that's something I noticed that Disney Plus have a lot of those really iconic. Old mm. sort of films that you watched, you know, from the nineties or they whatever. They had, I think they had. Is it Touchstone that they own? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, they did. They did have this. Like era. while you were sleeping, which yeah. I know is an ostensibly terrible film, but I just it's part of my kind of childhood or something. I just love that movie. I've watched it a thousand times. I know all the lines. I just I love it, even though I know it's really problematic. So they yeah, they just have all those really old school movies that are Yeah, it is touch time. Not right. even that great, but kind of remind yeah. me of a time, which is where I want to live at the moment in a bit of nostalgia. Which brings me to my next recommendation, James. My goodness, Touchstone did a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, they did, they see, do. They did like signs, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Pretty Woman, like so Wild Hogs. So all these movies <laughs> on here that that like that are basically Disney funded, like Good Morning Vietnam, but aren't wow. like I, yeah, that's aren't technically Disney. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I know. Are, I was but, just yeah. so surprised when I saw all these old films come up, and I went, "Oh my goodness, I love it." Anyway, mm. speaking of sentimental nostalgia, I am listening to, and I talked about this on my newsletter last week, but I just have to bring it up because literally, I've listened to like twenty hours. Do you have of this a newsletter, podcast. Claire? You should. Spruik this newsletter you're talking about. <laughs> I do. I have a newsletter. It comes out every Friday. Oh my goodness. And it's just like an extra little bit of – I usually put in a recipe there. I put in a little bit of a thing about what I'm thinking about during the week and then some extra recommendations. Fantastic. A little bit of a bonus for you. Um, so, but this week I'm talking about Sentimental in the City with Carolina Donahue and my favourite Dolly Alderton from the Hilo podcast. Awesome. Uh, yes, and I talked about it in my newsletter and I'm going to talk about it here because it is just pure joy. It's unadulterated fandom for the show that was Sex in the City. Now, I love it because the chemistry between Caroline and Dolly is beautiful. They're just really great old friends and they're hilarious. Are they, they going episode by episode? Is that what they're doing? No, they're doing season by season. So okay. it's just it's a short kind of sub-series of Caroline's actual podcast called Sentimental Garbage where she just goes back and looks at – um, old movies and, you know, even like Mariah Carey and like art yeah, and right. just like is sentimental about it and mm. and just fans out. Because she wrote this beautiful piece about how fandom is often undervalued at the moment and that everyone just really loves to tear stuff down and be super critical yeah. and like, oh, it's not woke enough and all this kind of stuff. And she said there's a or really – Or the opposite. It's yeah. too woke. Believe me, I hear it every fucking day. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. And she said there is something to be said for just bloody loving something to pieces. Even and if it's like even if it's weird ter- and problematic weird. Exactly. and whatever. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what they feel about Sex in the City and that's how I feel about Sex in the City too because even though I know there's a lot of problematic things in it, this podcast is really about – I think because Sex in the City for – 
women of my generation. Older, <laughs> yeah, older women. In their 30s. I really do think it was very formative. In, totally. And, and just hugely who'd even, iconic who'd even and had a cosmopolitan time. before sex and <laughs> no, but it's Manolo Blonix or whatever they're called or <laughs> but something. But it's not even about that. This show reminds me and they go season by season. It's not even in chronological order. They kind of talk about their own dating lives as well yeah, and right. they bring that perspective into the characters themselves. They cry a lot. They tell some really ridiculous jokes mm. that, um, and they talk about each of the character arcs and also because they're both writers, they talk about it from the perspective of the writer's room because the writer's room in Sex and the City was made up of mostly young single women who lived in Manhattan at the time. Yeah, right. And so a lot of the characters are based on their real lives, ah, which I think is why. Is that why it feels like for the most part real? Yes. By the movies feel like absolute shit. Oh, God, shit. I don't know. And they're, they're going to do the first movie and just like skim over the second movie because as really diehard fans of the Sex and City will feel. The first movie it's, is fine. It's like, fine. It's just the whatever. second movie is Trash. a train wreck and horribly racist and awful. It's also not even true to the characters because at right. the start, who's, who's, who are the two gay characters that, they, um, that they're friends with who get married at the start? Anthony and the other one, the bald guy. And there's an episode where they – because there's an episode specifically where they go to hook Let them me. up. Right. He's, I've Stanford. Seen, Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, I've seen every episode of Sex in the City. What of it? But um, <laughs> and, and the point made in that episode is like just because we're two gay guys doesn't mean that we're instantly going to like hit it off. You know what I mean? Exactly, which I think is absolutely and then that, fair enough. And then that movie opens up with those guys getting married and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and then from there it just gets worse and they bring worse Aiden worse. back in and he's got a family and they ruin him because he cheats on his mm, wife. Which is so not in character. This just, is not, that's okay, what Aiden would do. Can we just stop? Please, the whole <laughs> sorry, point sorry, of this sorry. is this wonderful sentimental piece about how incredible the writing is you're and right? now you're bringing in this We're horrible loving movie. Fandom. That, and the fandom just we, we choose as Caroline and Dolly do tr- to kind of skim over that second movie and not really include it because yep. what even the, the first movie I don't think should be included because the series itself, the six seasons, are, are perfect in themselves. It's only six. Yeah, but they're very long. Yeah. So okay. like some of the seasons will have like 18 episodes. Yeah, right. Um, and some have very short, like eight, epi- eight episodes because Carrie was pregnant. That's I mean, right. Sarah Jessica Parker was yeah. pregnant during that time. Anyway, what I loved so much and I found really interesting about listening to the podcast too was because so many of the men like the character of Berger in Sex and the City, who's this guy that Carrie dates for a while. He's no good, mate. No, he's not. <laughs> and he's ostensibly – and they just kind of talk about these characters in such a great way. For example – Berger is a guy who thinks he's someone that loves women mm. and he's someone that um, he's, you know, able to kind of banter and talk to women. And, and be happy for her success. And, yeah, 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 exactly, and put up this kind of idea of like this this person and this character when in actual fact he's very insecure mm. and he's doing all of that to cover the fact that he doesn't have much of a personality and he also can't actually handle a woman who's successful in her own mm. right. And... And also he sends her all these horrible mixed signals and it's such a great way of writing kind of the breakdown of a relationship and how you really try and make something work when you can't make it work and all those fights that couples have at the end of a relationship. They just nail that so well. And the juxtaposition, and I think they do this really well, when the moments are super real, for instance, at the character arc of Miranda and how, I mean, I just love how it's not a sitcom because the characters change and grow with yes. every, and sometimes they hark back to things that happened in season one. Yeah, 
in season four. Totally. And and they so you really you really believe these these women are yeah. real fleshed out women. And I know it's a particular lens and you know, everything, but we're suspending all of that for fandom. Yeah, and there's weird stuff in it. Yeah, whatever. yeah, and there and yeah. you know it absolutely has weird stuff in it. However, what I loved about that, for instance, with Miranda and and Caroline made this point that I thought was genius because a lot of it they do is just pick out the themes of Sex and the City mm. and they talk about it like they're in university studying it as the great American novel that it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually totally agree with them because. What I love about it is that when the realism is at, at its height, like for Miranda when she has to care for Steve, her husband's mother, who has dementia. Yeah. Or when there's a breakdown, like for instance when um, – Miranda's mum dies? Yeah, Miranda's mum dies. And she's in the changing room with the yeah, – yeah, 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 exactly. So they might have these really, really strong poignant moments. Samantha gets diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And that last I, season's pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. It, have, it really is. Season six is just wonderful yeah. and each episode – is so intricate. She note she kind of noted that when there's those heightened moments of realism, um, for instance, when one of the characters has a miscarriage and how that plays out in Charlotte's mm. life in the character of Charlotte, the glamour is also brought dialed up to a hundred. Yeah, right. So there's this really kind of which makes it such compelling watching because the the clothes and the settings and everything are at this kind of heightened almost. You know, at that time TV wasn't normally like that, and each Episode is almost like a film. Yeah. And so when these really like things that happen in real people's lives are depicted with also this amazing, like incredible wardrobe and the setting of New York and the and the way they stylize that, it just is so good. Mm. It's so good. There's so many lines in it that are amazing. Even Chris Noth, um, who plays Mr. Big, they have so much fun laughing about how little lines he's given yeah. and what shitty lines he's given and how the character of Mr. Big is basically rubbish. And Dolly makes he's so it, two, Yeah, he's yeah. two-dimensional, yeah. He's two-dimensional, but what lines he does get given, his comedic timing is so on point. Like mm. there's a scene where Carrie's flirting with the jazz man in the cab and Big's, they've been out in a bar or something. And they're in the cab and they're all quite drunk. And, and Chris North just goes, cabs are bullshit. And that's like the only line he has in that whole scene. And it's just so funny because obviously he never gets cabs because he's like super wealthy, like yeah. rich dude. And he's like, cabs are bullshit. Yeah, he's driver. He's like yeah, a character. He's driver. Yeah, he's driver. He's a character. So it's just really like little moments like that are really funny. Um, and this, it, it's also just really warm-hearted this show and a really great look at relationships but also just a lovely friendship. They're old is friends. It, is it, so it's nice to look back on that show in like a positive light. Yeah, yeah. it really is and just remind you of a time and mm. and Sex and the City is one of those shows I watch when I just want something comforting too. Yeah. But also there are just so many moments in that that have real depth I think and yeah. heart. Even and though there's a lot of frivolity and a lot of sex and yeah, a lot but of, that's you also know, life, that you know what stuff. I mean? It's not all... And that's and also that is what is missing, and that's the second movie. Not to not to bring it back, but there's so many like moments that feel false, like yeah. where they cheers. Like I think it's Miranda and I know you don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Miranda and Charlotte, they like cheers each other. Like how do the, how do mothers do it? How do how do working oh, mothers do it with don't have any help? And they cheers like this is for you, the audience. We see you. It's like get, no, get it's out just of here. Uh, no. Exactly. I, I did want to ask you though because they they're bringing it back. Mm. How do you feel about that? About Samantha? Yeah. Mm. They're probably going to kill Big, though, so that's good. Yeah. Oh, look, of course I'll see it. Of course I will watch it. Yeah. There was but, a prequel series as well. 
Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't watch that. Young look, Carrie or whatever it was oh called, gosh. I don't know. Look, I just think it's such like it's like it's a specific it's, time and I don't know, yeah. I I will watch it out of interest, but I've decided in my head to compartmentalize the series with the two movies and whatever else comes before or sure. after. So I'll watch it out of interest and maybe I have a little bit of spark of hope because you know that's me. I always have a bit of a spark of hope. That it will be good. I'd be really interested to know who's involved mm. as well, like behind the scenes. Yeah, Because obviously that's going to. Impact it too. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'd be really interested. I'll see it to see what happens. I mean, they're really selling it that they've got a great storyline and it's going to be really great. And, look, I've really liked Sarah Jessica Parker. I think she's super hardworking. I agree. Super sincere and really I think they obviously must have taken mm. Away, just how terrible that movie was. They could have not. They could not. So I feel yeah. like you know, it's a hard time in the it world happens. at the moment. Hey man, it that's, happens. It, like things sometimes are good. Yeah, and that's what I mean. So I've, I'm holding on to some hope that it maybe it'll be good. But I have compartmentalized those things because I just think there is so much in that show that is just so mm. well done, and the writing is so great. And there's obviously. Episodes that aren't great and are problematic, but in general. How can Carrie meet a Tinder date when there's the coronavirus? <laughs> oh, my God, I can't wait for relevant social issues. Oh, goodness, and lots incredible. of soft, soft focus camera work. Oh, they need to pull back on that. There's one, actually, there's one moment from the first movie, which is really good, where after Big leaves her at the altar and you see her in front of the mirror with her makeup off yeah. and she just looks tired and drawn and, like, not glamorous, like, at all. Yeah. And I think that was because, like, a lot of the time, especially that second movie, it's just like, what is going on with this filter? Like, it's just yeah, it's out of control. Really yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, look, I think. Um, Should kill Big, though. Give him that heart attack that they've been threatening. Oh, God. Kill him dead, mate. Have it on screen. No, I'd love it. Oh, my God. No. I'd love it. Anyway, anyway, I, I highly recommend um, Sentimental in the City with Carolina Donahue and Dolly Alderton. Check it out. Yeah, it's really – and I think if you were single as well, I think it would be a really comforting show to listen to because mm. Dolly's single and she writes a column about being single and there's just a lot of relationship advice and a lot of relationship advice for blokes. Here's a piece of advice that they gave on the oh. show that I wanted to give here before we move on and I thought – and I would love your opinion on this actually. Okay. They talk about how so often there are characters like Berger, so actual real-life men – who instead of being direct and saying, look, it's just not going to work out for whatever reason, I just don't think the chemistry's there and just, you know, end the, end the relationship. Yes, yes, yes. Um, instead of doing that, they kind of string women along or they're oh, – and this can happen with women for, to blokes as well. Oh, yeah. Don't be clear about it and be really wishy-washy and then end up in this horrible thing where women feel like they're kind of being gaslighted and not sure where they stand with their with this, this mm. person – um, and then they kind of, the guy keeps trying to be a good guy because he doesn't want to just bite the bullet and say, this isn't right. And I think this happens for women to blokes as well. But yeah. um, would you agree that it's just so much better to be a man about it or a woman about it, be a big grown up adult yeah. and sit next to the person and don't do it in a post a note or in a text message and just At say, the very least do it in a phone call. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, actually have the guts I, yeah, to I completely just say agree. Look, it's I, not working I've, out. I've, I understand. I've never done that. Like I've never like dragged someone along and then I've, I've been in a relationship for too long, if I'm honest. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it, I think there is because it's like you're basically, you're, putting, you're delaying the inevitable. You're trying not to 
either hurt the other person or also be in a confrontation, which which it will inevitably lead to because sometimes if you say to somebody, this is man or woman, whoever, however you identify, hey, um, this isn't working out or whatever, you will get like fucking fired upon. <laughs> it, will, it will happen. Yeah. But it will happen anyway. If that person's going to do it, they're going to do it anyway. Mm. So, you know what I mean? I think it's, I think being upfront is is the way. And actually, and, and if you're on the receiving thing. end to be like, okay, like it's, it sucks to hear. No one wants to hear that, obviously, yeah. especially if you like a person, but you can't make somebody like you. They don't owe you anything, they don't have to be with you. No. You know, so. And it's just kinder in the end, I think, because it is so difficult, but it is kinder to just be upfront about it yeah. and break it off fast, like a band aid rather than. You're dumped! <laughs> like that. No, but just, you I'm know. I'm dumping you. And you know what? There was one. A brunch. <laughs> brunch dump. The other thing Dolly said, which I thought was such good advice, is that if you're breaking up with someone, say, I still really fancy you. I think you're really hot. I just think that we're not really made like relationship material, but I definitely still really fancy you. In well, like, from I, I a physical perspective. I would, I know. I'd be like. Oh, I think you're really fit or something. Right? I, I would hate that. I'd be like, get fucked. <laughs> I'm like, you don't, I, you don't have to say that. It's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, maybe, but maybe that's a woman thing. But I do feel like I still think you're, maybe it's more like I still think you're gorgeous. Yeah, sure. Fair enough. Yeah. I think you're stunning, gorgeous, super fit. Yeah, there's nothing it's wrong with that. It's just that yeah. on a relationship level, I'm not ready. I'm at the moment or whatever reason it is. We don't, I don't know if the chemistry is there, but I still Totally think you're gorgeous. Like I think yep. there is something in that. I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. And then disappear. Something. And if they're like, why, why? Just be like, nah, you did, your, you did your thing. You can separate yourself. Yeah. If you're clear <laughs> and there's a cutoff point, you can walk away. You don't yeah. need to keep being like meeting up Let's or calling up and answering stuff. Just cut it off, man. Yeah, 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 totally. Anyway, I just think that's the kind of thing to do. Oh, relationships are tough. Anyway, your turn. No, I'm done. I think Are that's it. Let's, uh, I have right. another thing I'll say for next week. All right. So you can review the show. It's as simple as opening up the app that you're listening in this to and going into the review section and maybe, just maybe if you're lucky, maybe I'll read out your review on this show and then you'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe my review was read out on that middling podcast I sometimes listen to. <laughs> this is from uh, Fargo Sal. It says, wonderful hosts. The answer, uh, t- the, answer to the question what what would my wife and I sound like? Oh, sorry. The answer. The I think it's to the get answer. it, mate. Well, it's you, it's written wrong. Here? So I'm trying to I'm trying to get the I'm trying to I'm trying to get oh, do this justice. Goodness. The answer to the question: What would my wife and I sound like with Australian accents? This has been my wife's introduction to podcasts, and we both enjoyed the suggest the recently suggested movie Kid Detective. Thanks. So it's and just just open up your app. Give it a bloody give it a give it a go. What I love have, it. What have you got in terms of um Ooh, all right. So I letters. have a very interesting letter this week. I love letters. And it's letters. kind of on the theme of sentimental in the city. So I'm going to share it with you. Um, but it's anonymous. It's from an anonymous source. I'm not allowed to share who it's from. Okay. Is it someone I know? Re- no. Well, it's not about you. Goodness. No, I'm not saying it's someone I know. I didn't say it was about Mr. me. but like Sunday movie. No, is it anonymous? Not everything's about you. I just meant is it anonymous because <laughs> it's somebody we know and they no, don't want to. No, it's not it. someone we know. Okay. Uh, well, no. I mean, is it about me or not? Is, this is, it's a listener. She's okay. a listener of the show. All right. All right. So I got this email um, and the tagline is, hi, I need a favour, James and Claire. It's for love. For love. For love. Well, we'll for see. Love, for love. I don't uh, believe here in we love, go. but all right. So 
This is what she has to say, anonymous. I met someone through the Great Mates group that I've developed strong feelings for and Mm. haven't found the right way to say it. Right. His name is Nathaniel. I've been nervous to admit this to him, but I thought what better way to do it than to have Claire do it for me. He's a great guy and any girl would be lucky to have him. I don't know how he would take this gesture if you do end up reading my email, but I can only hope he appreciates it. I care about him a lot and he was the first person I ever truly connected with within the group. He's always listened to me whenever I was struggling with some personal problems and has been a positive light in my life. I know I have a funny way of showing it, but I care about him. I would like also to say that I would suggestible having a person like Nathaniel in your life because he is a great friend. Wow, that is delightful. So what, what is, where do we go from here? What's the next? Do they live in a similar area? I have no idea. I don't they know. They're going to meet up via Zoom on Via text? the internet? Yeah. I have no idea. Big swing. Big I love swing. it, Claire. I love it. It's a, big, it's a big, bold, romantic gesture. It is. That's right. And I just think you've got to put yourself out gotta there. You've got to put yourself love. out there. And either way, uh, Nathaniel sounds like a lovely person. That's right. And if Nathaniel wasn't interested, it would be like, I think you're hot as mate or whatever. I <laughs> think you're gorgeous. But I can't be relationships. Yeah. No, good on Either you, man. Way, give, yeah. Give, you know, it's good to put things out in the universe. Love, love, love. Or friendship, yeah. which is also look, very valid and important. As somebody who doesn't like setting up anybody ever and you who like setting up people all the time forever, or you used to a little bit, you've had some successes. I have. I've had some misfires as well, but I have had some successes. There you go. Couple of people have got married. That's right. Yeah. I mean, not all of them should have, <laughs> but they're still married. Anyway, <laughs> well done for putting yourself out there. I think that's you know it's hard to put, make yourself vulnerable. Absolutely, it is. It's yeah. Full on. It's a hard world. And you know so, what? You where, know. where where this goes from here? That's up to you guys. The ball is in your court. Oh, I wash yeah, my hands. James is freaking yeah, okay. out. So we did we did cut out a bit where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know whether this will end badly. I don't want to set up a serial killer. I'm not saying either of them are serial killers. <laughs> Paranoid about everything. I just don't want anyone to get murdered, Claire. Okay. (laughs) I don't know why that's where your mind went. Mm. Our listeners are beautiful. No one's getting murdered. I mean, statistically, uh, one of our listeners is probably a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) God. All right. Well, I don't believe that. Or the potential to be, yeah. But no, this sounds like, honestly, genuinely. It's a, it's, it seems delightful and it seems like you guys have made a really good connection and it's probably something that you should, you know, discuss at the very least. I think so. Yeah. Put yourself out there and, and see And I what wash happens. my hands of this. <laughs> and if it doesn't go well, listen to Sentimental in the City. There'll be lots of advice for getting back out there. If it doesn't go well for either of you, you'll both have to leave the group. And right. also if it doesn't go well, I will forever have to listen to James telling me that he was like right or something. It's not about being right. I want this to work out. It's a good thing, Claire. It's a good thing. He's so paranoid. He's so paranoid. I'm just so like, negative. I'm negative, not being negative. Nelly. I just don't see the you, problem. You with were being born like, under a negative star. You know, every now and then, some people will be like, "Can you like propose to my fiance or whatever?" And I'm like, "Probably not," because also, does your fiance even know who I am? <laughs> or like, what if they say no? Or you're a murderer? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Statistically, you could be. It's probably one in there. Anyway, we have been suggestible. Pod. Have. If you too would like to write in to suggestible, you can. We would yeah, absolutely love you. If you want to declare feelings, not love, just like an attraction. <laughs> Maybe you want to build oh, upon no, that. Now we've opened the floodgates. No, we're You've not opening the floodgates. the floodgates. I haven't opened any floodgates. If anything, I'm trying to pull the floodgates <laughs> back together. I'm like, get these doors shut. 
I know, but I got I, got I guess the different series in. as well because they're both in the group. They both probably listen to this, obviously. Exactly. So I think, but you know, yeah. Exactly. Correct. Anyway, yeah. ma- mainly for suggestions, please totally. write into suggestiblepod at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you. Absolutely. All right. We've been Suggestible Pod. Thank you, Collins. Love is real, show. Claire. Is it, James? Let's Why find out. Why did you point at me like that? Because I'm telling you. All right, I'm going to make you feel real embarrassed right now. No, no, don't. Whatever you oh, whatever. I don't care. And, uh, no, I'm not going to uh, sing. We need you to know you. That's a hard I song to sing as well. love you. That's a hard song to pull off. I love you. What do you want me to say to that? You want me to say it the first time I say it as on air? I've never said it. <laughs> it's I've been like it, 15 listeners. years. In 15 years I will not say it. Keep them, treat them mean, keep them king. That's what they say, mate. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Got to get the, got the keep the chemistry alive. That's right. You got to keep them guessing. When are you going to say it when, I'm, when you're dead? Yeah. No, when I'm dead, yeah. I'll leave a tape recorder, press you play. Would. You'll, you'll like booby trap your coffin and then when, at your funeral spring out and a big like announcement will go, boop, 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 I love you. And then you'll like fall. <laughs> I'll turn to dust. And you'll be like, that's, that's the most romantic thing he's ever done. I've got a rose in my mouth, in my skull. <laughs> like a rotting corpse. Yeah. And I'll take it. I'll take whatever I could get, mate. It was one of a kind, you'll say, <laughs> as you make your way to the dating scene. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Sup, fuckers. Um, uh, did a bit of gardening in lockdown. Um, dug out some MAGA panthers. Has anyone ever dug out agapanthers? Yeah. There's two types of people in this world, those that have dug out agapanthers and those that haven't. A lot of the people that haven't are sitting there going, what the fuck is agapanthers? (laughs) If you want to get your phone out, Google it. That's your preferred search engine. Get on it. The, the agapanthers, they're the really long-stemmed flowers and it's either, like, white or purple at the top and they're everywhere. Like, you're going to walk past one tomorrow and go, oh, agapanthers. <laughs> Geraldine Hickey. Like, just... <laughs> anyway, I dug out some agapanthers and... Um, <laughs> dug out a few other things and then we dug a bit of a hole and then in its place uh, we put a lesbian pit. <laughs> a few... People going, what is a lesbian pit? <laughs> Don't Google it. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe wait till you get home for that. <laughs> yeah. um, but a lesbian pit, it's just a, it's just a pit built by lesbians. <laughs> yeah? Of which I am one. <laughs> Thankfully, so is my partner. And... Uh, so we built a lesbian pit. So some people, uh, you might know it as a, like a sunken patio. Um, it's just like a paved area in our backyard that we built. We dug a hole, we paved it with bricks, we put a wall up on one side and in the middle we put a fire pit, put some chairs around it um, and that's our lesbian pit, yeah? Um, and then once a month we move those chairs to the side and take out the fire pit and fill it with mud and wrestle. It's a a lesbian pit, yeah? Um, And then once a year we sacrifice men in there. 
No. Took out the Yaga Panthers, <laughs> put in some Penrith Panthers, yeah? <laughs> Loves it. Uh, you guys are the best. I've been Johnny Hickey. Thank you very much. Good night. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.